Welcome to Rhabarbism, a weekly podcast with your hosts, Lena and Lars. It's unrehearsed and just for laughs. There's some poetry, drama, big questions, and everything else in between. Find us at rhabarbism.com for more info. Your top reminds me of, uh, there used to be Trebor Mints. Trebor Mints. Love yeah, Trebor Mints. and there was a chewy mm. one. It wasn't, I think it was oh. made by Trebor, it wasn't called Trebor. It was uh, chewy, but it was uh, white and green stripes. Yeah. I love the Pacers. Pacers. Why are they called I think they changed the name, didn't they? Because they would call something else in America. Oh, okay. Or, or was that just Starburst and... No, no probably all the, all the things, yeah. Pacers. Oh, I love Pacers. I know that people always go on Snickers and Marathon, but Marathon really was the best name. I yeah, because it was something really... to do with, you know, it's about, you, you had enough sugar and yeah. energy to go a million miles. Yes. Whereas Snickers, what does... Exactly. We don't even know. It's an American word, I think. Ah, does it I mean think. like chewy? Because I mean, I can't eat them because I'm allergic to nuts. I don't know. I've but... never had one. Oh, yeah. They look nice, but I mean, I like Mars bars, so... Let me tell you. Are they good? Lena, you are missing out. Right. Because Marathon, as I like to call them, Marathon, uh, is the best. Oh, and for me... The finest ice cream ever imaginable is the Snickers ice cream. I do quite like a Mars bar ice cream. When they came oh, out, it was revolutionary. They are. But also, maybe the Twix is incredible. And you can't often buy the Twix. quite rare. I quite like the Bounty. Because I, I, I'm quite a fan of coconut. People... Oh, is it? It's, it's not allergic nuts, though. No, but is it a sort of made-up thing that people are like, oh, Bounty's rubbish? I love... I love that. But I think you and me are the only people in the whole world that like Bounty. They took them out of the celebrations box as a test and a marketing ploy. Um, I miss them. I like them. But also because I'm allergic to, to nuts, so that, that I have a lesser selection because of Snickers. And but you're all right with one. Mars, are you? Yeah, like Mars bars, um, Milky nuts? Way. It's right. fine. No, it's just... Um, but they always look really good because obviously the peanuts... I mean, the energy in them, Snickers. Cray, 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 cray. Lena. Lars. Welcome back. Thank you. It's good to be back in the caboose. I heard some wonderful feedback on episode one. Amazing. I, I couldn't be happier. Oh, your mum. She's so kind. <laughs> I think we've learnt a lot in the in the in the space of a week, and um, I, I I listened back, and the only I think there were a couple of um, things that we had, topics that we had to loop back on. One of them was um, to answer the question. Does boiling an egg has the time to boil an egg increased over the years? I googled it uh, with nothing, no answers. Only the question was there. No answers. No answers. No. <sighs> it was more about how to cook, how to boil the perfect egg. Not how long it's taken. I mean, no. but the fact that people have asked Google makes me think it's a thing. Is it time pressures, modern pressures of, oh my goodness me, I've only got four minutes, but but surely by now we'd have aimed to boil an egg in two minutes. Do you think Do you think it's that kind of when scientific? I was, when I was young, an egg took two minutes to boil, mm. and now it takes four. How did people used to time it? <laughs> Do you think they always had hard-boiled eggs? Did they have a radio on and it was like uh, two-thirds of a song? Show me the way to... No, it's not, that's not a song. Well, Show me the way to go home. Um, <laughs> it's a long way to Tipperary is the perfect answer. Oh, <laughs> Cooking you, egg in the 1940s. Is that two minutes? Oh, yeah, OK. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, many that's... Elvis songs were two minutes long. That's true. Stick an Elvis song on, put an egg in a pan, mm-hmm. and by the time Elvis... Oh, is... uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. By the time... 
<laughs> Elvis has finished. Sorry, I made myself laugh. <laughs> oh, yeah. You got an egg. Wow. Elvis eggs. Hmm. I like it. I don't remember that song, but... Uh, yeah, it, it, well, it didn't really crack into the top 100. <laughs> hey! Exactly. All right, and we're back. Here we are. So, uh, I enjoyed the first episode. I thought we did, uh, thought we did what we set out to do. Uh, some nice poetry, some nice drama, uh, some terrible accents. Uh, we asked some of the big mystical questions of the world. Uh, so, I think we've got a good mix. Uh, I think um, our basis is storytelling, and I think... We're really redefining the art of storytelling with what we're doing. I think it's groundbreaking in some ways. Yes. Never been done in this way before. In so a, I think that's, unique. you know. We, this is unique. It is, yeah. Out of all the podcasts in the whole world, yeah. this is probably the most random I've heard or ever recorded or done. But that's great because that's that's a niche, an untapped niche. <laughs> And also we are, uh, we're expanding because uh, the more we're recording, the more we're learning about the whole process. We've got all kinds of new kit, wonderful kits. We've got all kinds of little editing tricks. We're making our jingles better. Jingle all the way. <laughs> I'm, we're learning about uh, music and uh, using uh, music-free royalty sounds. There's some surprisingly good ones out there and yeah. some surprisingly bad ones. And yeah. <laughs> I think um, on some videos I've used all of them at some point. Yes. What's your favourite to background music there's that there's one from a video i've used for work multiple times i think it goes something like that and it's it's i was in um you know on linkedin and i was flicking through you know as you do and i heard it on two different videos in the same day in the same day yeah so it's that classic um obviously the length of time and stuff like that and it's cheap but when I've been searching through some music for for our podcast, uh, you gen- you generally get lost off on, in a tangent. You type in dramatic music, you listen to a few. Oh, I like this one, but it's not great. And then you listen to another few and another few, and then by the time you've listened to twenty, you forgot what you're searching for. You know, but I, I like it, your, I like the one your one. Do, 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 do. Yeah, I think it's a black hole of, of which. Um, and it's just, and even when you're trying to do internal ones where you can use popular music of artists because you're not obviously using it publicly, um, yeah, getting the right song, getting the right timing, getting it to fit, getting the vibe, ah. getting the lyrics, um, is harder than you think. Mm. But I quite enjoy it, the sort of musical journey you go on because yeah. then you can sort of, sometimes you can readapt to the music. But it's important, isn't it? Because mm. the, the music, uh, what's the word? It's enhances the mood exactly yeah and so and and it's you know that's why horror films are probably yes the biggest exponent of it yes. because that makes such a difference yeah. if you watch the horror film without any music whereas maybe a love story of an action film without any music you'd still get that but a horror film absolutely yeah it's part of the film yeah it's yeah. it's it's unparalleled because yeah. it completely tells you when something might or throws you off on tangents, so you you think this is a, something horrible is going to happen. It doesn't, or it's some sort of suburban normality, and then Michael Mars is going to appear out of nowhere and you know stab you or something. Crazy, yeah. Mm. He's always there. He's always He's behind always the, there. you know, jumping out, stabbing someone. Can never get a t- ticket to the ice hockey. I think. That's <laughs> I was going to can never take, can never get a break when he's around. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Perfect. So I think that cues us up very nicely for some poetry. Yes. <sighs> 
I mean, before we go into Poetry Corner, mm-hmm. uh, are we calling it Poetry Corner or should we call it Poetry Smotry or... I mean, I like, I like Poetry Corner. I like Poetry Corner because it's a classic, but it, it probably Poetry Smotry is probably a better description of what we've produced because just to be clear and and it might not be clear it might not be clear to some people we're not professional poets (laughs) but what is it what is a professional poet i mean is it a job yes i think it is actually technically but at the same time we have other jobs as well so well I, i would say that we enjoy writing poetry and um we because we we're not bound by any rules yeah no rules there's so no rules. we're just enjoying being uh, putting some creative poetry down. Short form expression. Yeah, oh, it's wonderful. It's nice, isn't I've it? I've been enjoying it. Mm. Yeah. I, do, I have to say, I think it's uh, a simple pleasure of just writing what comes into your head. Oh, uh, and we certainly and do. And we certainly do. <laughs> As you will find out in a few moments. <laughs> The Clock by Lena My time here is done. My reason for being over. Should have probably branched out like Alexa, but I didn't go quietly. A dramatic leap off the wall and then silence. My arms stopped moving. Time stood still. I might be fixed one day, but now another clock is in my place, dicking along nicely. Such is life. Well, I mean, everyone loves time. Mm. Did you this say... This is a construct. It's, 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 I don't want to... Um, uh, <laughs> did you say dicking along? Ticking. Yes. I'm sorry. I didn't want to drag it down into the sewer. (laughs) That's what I meant to say. But uh, Um, my childish immatureness. That phrase sort of, it's that kind of. It could have been dicking along. It could have been dicking along. I mean, ticking along nicely is that kind of everything's okay and everything's fine and oh, how are you getting on? Ticking along nicely. It's such an English phrase. But it's not because the clock is, is not ticking anymore. The other clock is. It's living its best life. Tickety boo comes from. Tickety boo. No. I think it's, it's, I don't know, is it something to do with a cuckoo, maybe? You yeah. know, like when it, it tick, tickety-boo. Oh, so maybe I don't, I don't it is clock-related. Could be, clock. I've, I've never thought. No. That's one to Google, like the um, oh my egg. God. Well, the exactly, egg. I'll Google um, it and it'll come up with nothing. Uh, yeah, but, uh, but I think you feel this, I think what I was trying to evoke was the sadness of me losing my clock. Yes. Um, it, it did touch me deeply, and when right. I had to think of... You know, what was on my mind was my clock. And I think because, you know, from childhood, my mum's very keen on time. Yes. And so we've always been very time-orientated. I'm, 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 I'm obsessed yeah. with the time and, and the clocks and mm. uh, telling the time and uh, and all of it. I find it fascinating. Like, I'm not I'm not kidding. And it was the same thing with the, the globe, the world, or the moon. I would be staring at these things, honestly, for ages. And uh, I think if a child psychologist looked at me, they'd think, well, this child's mad. But luckily, uh, 
There was no child psychologists in the 70s. Well, fortunately not. And um, I bought the clock, actually, because it matched some things. I'd seen it online and I kind of did. But I thought it would be nice. It's a bit more of a living room clock. Yeah. My friend, um, one of my friends who, um, you know, for anonymity reasons, we'll call her Sarah, (laughs) um, (laughs) was like, why do you have so many clocks and stuff? And this is from the person who's always late. Yes. For everything. Always late for everything. And I'm like, oh. because because I, I'm not yeah. late that often because no. there's clocks everywhere for me to see. So and when late. one, you know... People being late is not about wearing the time, is it? Yeah. It's just, they just fundamentally... It's in their character. It is in you their character. You can't change it. I think I agree. That, just like you, know, you can't change time. You can't change time. But when time stops, it carries on in another way, but it stops. Yeah. You know, and that's the fate of the clock. That's incredible. And and just thinking about clocks, when the Alexa thing was, I was just thinking, you know, because it looks nice, and so technically I could leave it on the wall, but because it's it's kind of like gold and black, it, look, it looks quite cool, but then it doesn't do what it's supposed to do. So is that going to wind me up? Oh, wind me up. Hey! hey. Um, because of it not moving, even though it's decorative, but it's not doing what it's supposed to do. It's so not when doing does... its job, yeah. I think yeah. it would be very distracting to have a clock that didn't work or didn't move yeah. but it's art it might be if you like it it yeah. might be just a nice piece to have i used to know someone that had a grandfather clock that didn't work it the pendulum didn't swing or it just but they it was an art piece so they they had it so it, it was always quarter past three. Oh, yeah oh that's another name for a poem yes i think in in one of my poems i i, I think oh no no i'm thinking of uh some drama later on. There's a, there's, oh. a, there's a thing about time. I think oh. you and me, you, somehow, this week, we've both written about time. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. On our minds. Hmm, nice. Next on Poetry Smoetry, we've got Lars with Kiefer the Cat. It was a Tuesday. A tune in a minor key gently played out across the dusty room. Everything still, like a photograph, the only movement being the sunbeams dancing through the room. Kiefer the cat appeared. Surveillance mode on, he took his time. Some time passed. Some notes grew in volume. Kiefer knew his cue. Moonlight Sonata sonated along smoothly. A cliché, really. But then, Keither liked everything just right. Just that shade of familiar. He didn't like to admit that blue was his favourite colour. So cliché were the cats would meow. He settled on the cushion nearest to the piano stool. Blue, of course, like his collar. Who puts a collar on a cat these days, honestly? Keither thought. The piano crescendoed its triumphant climatic finale. The sunbeams fell. Kiefer snoozed. Not the main snooze, but probably a prelude to the main snooze. The cushion had been a faithful friend, but could be coming to an end. Perhaps it was time for practising the bookend. But not yet. Everything in time. Let's not rush this wonderful moment. Some time passed. Some time past. Oh, how Kiefer loved Tuesdays so. It's funny because when I think of Tuesdays in the C word, I don't think of cat. <laughs> what do you think of? 
See you next Tuesday. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love that. I love the um, the ethereal kind of uh, the sunbeams and the sunlight, and I felt quite at peace and. Uh, you know, it's the essence of a cat. It's like thinking of things to do, but there's t- there's plenty of time when you're a cat. Exactly. There's there's, there's no end. There's of no time there's when you're no a cat. rushing them. Yeah. There's no well apart from breakfast. They oh, yeah. want their breakfast, and uh, I've had cats in the past that literally wake me up. Uh, Colin used to bite my ear, and if that didn't work, he would scratch my feet. Uh, yeah, that was his way of saying breakfast. Yeah, so I had no choice uh, in the matter. But yeah, cats, they take their time. They do their own thing. Mm. They're wonderful. And I think that they they have such a rich character that in this poem, you know, that's what I was trying to say, that he had a whole plan. He liked the room. He liked his cushion. He knew the song, you know, and he could just take his time and enjoy it. That was what he was going to do on this Tuesday. And that yeah. was kind of his ritual. And also I think we give cats a bit more of a cerebral in a monologue than we do dogs yeah because of the, probably way, the way they behave dogs are a lot more innocent a bit more childlike sometimes i think whereas we think of cats more as adults yeah it could be do you think i mean kittens obviously a little but cats yeah. seem more grown up yeah pillow talk by lena oh here she comes Wonder if it will be me or you tonight. Oh, I hope I get the head this time. I was the legs all last week, supporting that rubbish knee of hers. Hey, but being the head is quite stressful. Yeah, all that flipping over. But then there's peace. Oh, until that car alarm goes off again. Yeah, then more flipping. We always bounce back though. <laughs> yeah, literally back in position waiting for the sun to go down again. See, what's happened there is that you've imagined two pillows talking. Yeah. And I, I think they, a bit like Toy Story, where all the toys, when it, all the humans go, they have their chats. I, I think that, that happens. Plants, pillows, you know, not alive objects. There is some kind of dialogue together, isn't there? Do you think all your socks in the drawer talk to each other? Yeah, I like I like the inner monologue idea. I think that's the beautiful Toy Story because it's obviously with toys when you're younger, you they have their entire rich life, and then as you get older, you lose that idea. Yeah, but my, my son had a teddy for his whole childhood, um, called <laughs> unoriginally called Teddy, and uh, Teddy had a whole character, and we knew all about what. what how he speaks, what he does, what he gets up to. He was like one of us, Teddy. Yeah. It's nice childhood. I mean, for me, I've got a friend called Paul who um, is uh, you know, has a whole rich life. He's of, a friend. He's a friend, and he's, uh, an, he's, he's, a, he's an Instagram. He's an Instagram influencer, influencer as well. And I think the beauty of him is that he agrees, he disagrees. He's got bants. You know, he, he can chat. He can, you know, be peace. I think um, I think the world needs more in the monologues or more pandas. <laughs> the world definitely needs, needs more pandas because they're endangered. It, this reminded me that, uh, like, what, what pillowcases do you have? Oh, I've got some nice uh, mm. uh, sort of silk ones now. So nice. I have I'm to glad, iron them now. I'm glad you said that because my friend once, this happened one day, um, he came home and, you know, he'd been to John Lewis or something similar 
and uh, he bought some pillowcases. And I just happened to see the price tag on one of the pillowcases was £80. Oh, yeah, I ain't gone that far. I've got, they're quite nice, but I got them in a sale. Um, it's sort of silk, but like the high sort of thread content, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, content. But I have to, um, and I never thought I'd do it because it's sort of a mum thing to do, but um, ironing. Yeah. So I do now iron. Lovely. Because you like them crisp and nice. It does so much nicer. But I don't think I would ever get to a stage in my life where I would ever spend £80 on a pillowcase. But maybe, uh, maybe I'm going to not if you've got animals something. as well. I mean... If you've got animals, yeah, like cats and things like that. I mean, no, no, it's, it, about you mean them. especially you're not, yeah, because yes. it's just no, it's mad, complaint. it's mad. 80 quid, so that's there's two minimum, that's 100 or oh, 80 quid for the two, no, for what, but oh. then you still need to get like probably ones that match, yeah. You're talking an outlay of like 400 pounds for some sort of bedding. I mean, was he trying to mm, you entice, know, entice somebody into the boudoir? <laughs> it's with you know his, what? it's entirely possible I that mean, was, was and then that could be an on. investment because they could be yeah you know because you know horrible scratchy bed you know when you're like i really need to get some new bed linen and it's oh, bobbly I, I do and that person's come into that no, bedroom and gone oh my god your pillowcases so, are so oh, i feel soft. like i'm yeah like you know yeah. the pillowcase you know like i'm raptured well, like... i mean it shows making an effort shows that you value you like to spend time in your bed Yes, this person understands that. Oh, I'm coming round to the eighty yeah. pound pillowcase now. I think so, but I think you'd have to have a bit of a either someone massive to impress, and then you know, if you end up getting married or being together for the rest of your lives, or it just really works out for you, then you know, what is eighty pounds? Wow! I mean, it's a meal. Mm. So I wouldn't. Eat, I wouldn't eat a pillowcase. <laughs> Not all at once. No. <laughs> it depends. It depends how it looks. Yeah, not a bobbly old crusty one, but a simple one. Oh my one, god! Maybe. I mean, very good. Very good. Oh. And next, here's Lars with latte. He ordered a latte. I could tell by the way he said latte, please, and then paid for it. He was told to shuffle along to the end to wait for his drink. He didn't. He left. Can I have that latte, I said. Sorry, love. Store policy, they said. Can I read the terms and conditions, I asked. Can you order as you're holding up the queue, he said. Latte, please. I sat with my latte and contemplated, staring into the rain. Why did that guy leave without his coffee? What could have happened? Did he go to another coffee shop? The fire alarm sounded. No one made any sudden moves, hoping it would stop. It stopped. The man returned. He asked for his latte. What latte? He said. Latte, please. He said again. Now... It's got everything, because at one point I think it's veering off into some sort of die-hard-like drama that's going to, you know... Could be the start. Yeah, or it's a code or something. There's lots of possibilities in it, and then come back and you'd be gutted, wouldn't you? You popped out. You've probably got, like, a car or but something, like he, a ticket. why did he leave, like, and not say, yeah. I'm going out, I'm coming back? I just don't understand. I mean, it's, it's completely fictional, but, uh, <laughs> but these things happen. And, like, I, I think it's happened to me where I'm like, why did that person in the queue do that? I've... Well, I've often thought, you know, when you watch films and obviously 
and the drama and it often happens when they're eating though know, because you have dramas over meals or drinks or whatever and people always storm out without eating almost always storm out with that just throwing money down and you're like what and happens I'm always, next yeah what, what happens next there? but also i don't know how angry i would need to be to storm out of a meal that i just throw money down on the table because I like my food. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> like, how angry... Even if you had like the biggest row, you'd probably still finish your food and, and just say, right, I think right. that's a very British way, isn't yeah, it? Just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in silence. Yeah, yeah. Fuming. <laughs> <laughs> but I always think that, and I think, because obviously, you know, especially when you don't have that much money and things like that, like going out for, you know, dinner's expensive. Blah, blah. Mm. But I always think, oh, like going, leaving something or, or just assume that they'd, you know maybe it was longer than he thought it was going to be, just popped out. Because by the time they make yeah. it, but, you know, and it gets yeah, to so the we, end. So we wonder yeah. what happens next. I mean, sometimes in in films, you never see, typically in a restaurant, yeah. if they did storm out, you never see how it... How, how it what, yeah. What the mechanics of it. How the mechanics of it yeah. and where they're going. Yeah. Interesting. But, yeah, I think the whole the store policy thing as well is just one of those... Well, I uh, you know it's wasted. I, isn't it? I mean, I think I wrote about this because I I'm sort of slightly because obs- I remember going to f- coffee shops for the not for the first well, but maybe for the first time. I remember having my first job, going to always seeing people get a coffee then come to the office. I remember you told me uh, once when you went in and you said a double shot uh, venti latte, and your friend said, "What's that?" Yeah, yeah, and they were like, "Oh!" They were like really impressed because I've got this sort of added on coffee. Yeah. But because I worked um, above um, Starbucks, I think it was at the time, um, other coffee shop supply, um, and that's what we'd go and get. And me, me and a girl from work, because we again didn't have that much money, and, and these things are expensive. Oh yeah. Um, we'd have like a couple of days a week. We'd have a, a treat ourselves to a nice coffee because also this was a, um, a well-known transportation company, and it was the old school vending machine. You know, of like the 5p, 10p teas and coffees and things like that, which were... I don't know if I could drink one now. I'll be be honest. And that's Ah, not too snobby. Don't don't know. We used to call it uh, brown water because you went to the vending machine. I don't think it was nice then. And if you had tea or you had coffee, it was the same. It was the same. I think people used to have sugar because it was the only way of masking what it tasted like. Terrible. And I do think if... Like Italians or French no, people, they would not even. It wouldn't even be a it's thing. It's not even a drink. How you put it with that? Oh, it was awful. <laughs> so yeah, that was just about a little treat um, because I couldn't really drink the the stuff at it. Oh, oh my boss bit... used to give me like, can you go and get me a tea out of the machine? Yeah. And you put, or do we have no. codes? I think there were certain codes for it. I think some of the machines were free actually. Some of the ones you had to put the money in, but some of them were free, and you'd put in you know you knew the number. Oh, it's a 62 and a 41 or something, and it'd have, like, two sugars or something. Oh, Oh, no. But in in coffee shops, I remember vanilla latte was my first... And putting the chocolate... Dalliance into the coffee world. And I loved that. Vanilla latte was my treat. Mm. But I think I started having it every morning. And then if if I didn't have it, I, I knew that something was missing. It became a real ritual. Yeah, I think coffee. I mean, especially at one point, I was just having like three or four espressos a day, which is just a, just ridiculous. I've cut back on that since then. Like, especially if I work doing work from home, I'll have I'll one one a day. Yeah. Here, I've had three today. Okay. And two teas. <laughs> so five. So five yes. sort of 
caffeinated drinks. Yes, yes. Um, but then I had to commute you know, that hour. It's a special day. It's a special, it's a special day. day when we venture out into the world. Yeah. We need special treats. I'm not sure how strong it is. I mean, I know how strong nah, I want at home, nice. but um, yeah. I don't think it's too strong here. No, 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 no. no, no. But All coffee right. shops as well, they have their, you know, the rules. And when you go in and someone's got like five, ordering five coffees, and also that awful... And it's a very British thing, probably as well. Um, is when you're stood in that queue and they're shouting names, or they're shouting not your name. I don't like it. They're shouting what you've got. I don't. I don't. And like you're the... having to work out who is ahead of you, yeah. or not ahead of you. And they say latte, and you're like, oh, is, is that me or is that somebody else? So often I'll order a flat white, just because I know that I'm. It's unlikely someone else is ordering it. Okay. So I know that when they shout it, it's probably going to be me. But I, I just don't like giving my name. I, it just feels... Have you ever given a fake name? Weird. I think I will do in the future. Yeah. What, would, what would you pick? Other, you know, obviously uh, Lars is your real name. So. Yeah, it wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't choose Lars. I'd go... I don't know. I don't know, actually. There's a good... Uh... What's it going? It's like Thumbelina. <laughs> yeah. No, I'd go with something... <laughs> one one syllable. Which is know, like Lena. But... You'd, go, you'd go Bob. Bob. Because Bob yeah. is like a nice neutral name. I'd be happy if someone went, Bob! Uh, Bob's no. co- coffee covered. Yeah, that's done. Yeah. Very good, very good. Uh, I'm looking forward to there's got to be a poem, Coffee Table. That'll be the sequel. Yes, I like yeah. it. Big questions, big questions, big questions. I think it's just sometimes important to ask big questions because the world is full of big questions of which we don't have the answer to. Yes. And it could be seen as a sort of tangent, but I think. We're bombasted with little questions and little things that are niggling us. So suddenly taking a moment to think of a big question a opens point. the mind. It's a good point. Like, mm. I remember like uh, walking with my daughter and uh, she would say something to me like, why is the sky blue? And I don't know. But we'd go and look and we'd go and find it together. And you're right. They're the kind of questions that are all around you, but you never sort of take the time to ask or think about them or that's crazy you know. as well because you learn some stuff at school and mm. a lot of it is around nature and the world because and then you stop learning about it almost mm. unless you do something in a very specific area and then as you get older and it's only when kids then re-ask you like what is this bird yeah. what yeah. is this tree and you're yeah. like i've absolutely no, I t- no I t- idea i'll t- tell you something i uh, it's true like at school you learn long multiplication for example and outside of school if you didn't keep it up you'd forget it so when uh when my kids uh, went at school and i helped them with their homework um i had to reteach myself long multiplication because i'd completely forgotten how to do it but i never forget um there was one question uh, my daughter uh, came home with it was a maths question it was a it was a problem um if this is this then what is this it was that kind of maths uh, question and uh, i couldn't answer it Right. I could not understand it. So I brought it to work the next day. Right. And I showed it to I remember exactly who I showed it to, like two or three people. And none of us could do it. And then there was one person um, who let's call him uh, Bill uh, for anonymity's sake. (laughs) Uh, I gave it to him and uh, he sat down with it and he stopped doing his work. And he honestly, <laughs> he convinced the first thing in the morning, stopped doing his work, and he literally stared at it, and I could see him writing notes. And two hours later, he came back and said, "I did it." Two and hours. The thing is, is that we what we couldn't understand is this was a child's homework, a ten-year-old oh. child, and 
and we couldn't do that one. But you know, Bill, uh, he he got it done. If I know. see anything which is like there's a ladder against, I don't know, I don't know. Move on. <laughs> if a train's moving at, at sixty three yeah, miles per hour, yeah, who's getting there first? Probably yeah. no one. This is a strike. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I'll go left field answer. I no, I can't. I can't. I can't yeah, do it's it. too foggy and the train slowed down. Okay. Exactly. All right, let's get into these big questions. Okay. And just and just so you know, I've not seen. The big oh yeah, questions. that's the point. So yeah, you've not seen these questions. So this is bang spontaneous. Yeah, you're this coming is the right first out. First thing that's gonna pop into my head, <laughs> just as just in case you think I'm st- stupid. But anyway, that's just a kind of caveat of some people's stupid is other people's imagination. Absolutely, there's mm. no right or wrong. Uh, really. Well, there's some. Well, there there's, is. Yeah. I mean. uh, well, this is this. These answer the the bet. So the, therefore, the first question is is perfect. Uh, considering what we've just discussed, how many leaves are there in the world? Leaves on trees, or also on like tables? Because there's the table question. leaves, isn't there? Yes. You know, and like there's leaves in you, books. Leaves in books, which were trees, not leaves, but they're called leaves because you. I don't know why they call leaves. True. Um, oh tea leaves. Tea leaves. <gasps> but they're, they're, they're popper leaves. I mean, they're sort of a different plant, aren't they? Good point. Yeah, I guess. But... People leave on the way home. No, no, I mean, we're going to be stupid now. So, how many how many leaves in the world? Oh, my goodness me. Hmm. I mean, on, an, on, a, on a tree? <sighs> Say, like, a thousand, maybe. So, there's a billion tre- Like, I think it's a, it's a number that's infinitesimal is that word and the thing is so i is, suppose the, the question should really be today today compared to another time because obviously we've uh, probably got a lot less trees true. and we've created a lot more books true. but then we are replanting oh hopefully we are replanting um, i mean these are all new questions in what year was there the most trees oh wow these are all good questions we just got to think like look at robin hood i mean there was like massive woods or everywhere weren't there yes Back in those days. Back in Robin Hood days. That's the 13th century or 12th, 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 12th century? I think it's 12th century. I think it's 12th century. 12th or the early early 13th. I'm trying to remember my Robin Hood history. <laughs> some... Because some, uh... he was real. Well, some Robin of... Hood was real, but the actual... Um, Robin Hood was real. Well, there's there's a real character. Okay. Robin of Livesley or whatever. That is a real kind of historical... <sighs> character because but not really all the rest of it is let me, let me interject and say know. that uh, because some of our test listeners right. who listened to uh, episode one last week um uh, they asked they said uh, one of the questions was who's better agatha christie or sherlock holmes and oh. someone said to me but you know that sherlock holmes <laughs> is a fictional character and agatha christie is a real person uh crime writer and i was like yeah yeah that was the point of the question yeah, Conan Doyle writes yeah. the. But that that was the point. It wasn't the yeah. That you know that the point of the question is where you know if you chose one way or another. It was who chose... was going to solve your mystery, yeah. Sherlock Holmes or Agatha Christie? Correct. Yeah. Because mm. um, Conan, Do- yeah, I suppose Conan Doyle wrote it. But uh, I suppose this is that we're in the same territory here mm. because obviously I don't think there is an answer to how many leaves. But I liked where you were going. One tree had a thousand leaves. And then you were going to times the thousand leaves 
by a billion trees. Something like that. Yeah, it must be a billion trees. So a billion times a thousand is... Don't know. Don't know. (laughs) It's got lots of zeros in it. Um, I'd go with a trillion. I think it'd be more than... A trillion. Oh, my God. There's a trillion leaves. Trillion leaves. In the world Probably 20 trillion. That's a Katie Malua song, isn't it? Oh, no, that's Bicycles. Bicycles in Beijing. <laughs> this was that was her sort of second album that didn't do so well. The, uh, the t- trillion leaves in the world. Brilliant. But when we say like there's a trillion leaves, that still sounds a bit small, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think I've completely underestimated the number of trees okay. plus the number of leaves. But I'm grateful for every single one of them, especially yeah. if I'm stood under a tree. It's raining and they're protecting me. Yeah, it's very nice. Uh, like leaves are good, is what we're saying. They it's are like ninety like percent. Ninety. Yeah, leaves are good. Leaves are good. Leaves are good. Ooh, leaves are good. <laughs> is it Ebony is good. Yeah, that's one. That's one. That's one. That the was his second. That was his follow-up single. single. Yeah, leaves yeah. are good. Um, the only thing I would say is though, if you're walking a dog and they're dragging you along a bit and the leaves get a bit wet, they can turn from friend to enemy quite quickly. They can yeah. become a hazard. Yeah. But it's worth it's it's it, you know it's it's ecologically yeah. probably worth. They it. just never leave, do they? They never. Leave. Uh, what was the first film you saw at the cinema? Oh, goodness me. Um, that's what you probably say. Charlie Chaplin, back in the 1920s. Not true, I'm not that old. <laughs> um, I think... It was... It was. It would be early 80s. Yep. I've got a fee... The, one, the first one I can remember seeing... Yes. Is um, The Cat from Outer Space. No way. Which was still an amazing film. I think, but but sadly, um, for people who were, because I was little, was, um, I think my dad took my brother to see Star Wars or The Empire Strikes Back. 1980. Maybe, yeah. Um, Star Wars 77, so it definitely wasn't that. But I think it was like maybe The Empire Strikes Back because I think the first... Star Wars films I saw at the um, cinema was Return of the Jedi, which was 84, 83, 84, yeah. So I think it was The Empire Strikes Back, maybe, and my brother went to see that, and I wanted to go and see The Cat from Outer Space, so I think my mum had to take me. So I really remember that one, and I remember E.T. massively, because I remember crying, we sat on the front row, and my mum was like, and it was... uh, You know, I really remember that. And um, uh, when you used to sometimes go for the double bill... yeah. So you would see the cat from outer space, but you'd also see like Champion the Wonder Horse or something like that at the start. Like it, there'd be a western. I don't think I've ever honestly heard of the cat from outer space, which surprises me because it sounds this like sounds the kind of... really up your street. Yeah, he, he talked. He had. A, I think he was called. Oh, I what his God. name was. Yeah, was collar. it called Jason? Even. I think I. He had a collar, you... and it made. Yeah, they put a collar on him so they could talk to him. But I can't remember the whole it thing does. about it. But because obviously, as I would think, I was like six or seven, yeah. whereas I think my brother was like nine. So yeah. obviously, going to see the Empire... Yeah, it would be. Yeah, he was nine. I mean, the Empire Strikes Back was probably... I think I wasn't maybe allowed to go. But I started watching them, I think, by the time Return of the Jedi, because they'd been on yeah, TV. of course, of course. They'd been on TV, and you obviously watched them at of TV. Of course, yeah, yeah. And then it was huge. Um, but I think really it was kind of only into sort of eighties where all the theme, all all the characters really came because I think you could get it on video or hooky video. Well, it's funny you said. Uh, oh God, yeah. it's funny you say yeah. hooky because uh, I never saw ET at the cinema for whatever reason. I was mm. desperate to go and see it, and um, a man <laughs> came round to our house 
uh, once in a while with a, a ginormous suitcase. Mm. And he opened the suitcase and there were all the dodgy videos inside. Yeah. And E.T. was one of them. So I definitely saw E.T. on a dodgy I saw E.T. E. I saw Annie a few times. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think I saw Porky's when I was about 12, which is terrible. I mean, that was... I mean, it's bad now. But you watch it, yeah. you think... I didn't really understand some of the... Uh, yeah, but I think when you were, uh, when you were Animal kid, House as well, yeah, like yeah. a few of these American comedies. When, when you were a kid yeah. and you see that naughty Animal House and yeah. Porky's and all that, I think it hits you in a different way. Uh, I didn't... Uh, you know, I, I, remember, I saw those. Yeah. I, I don't remember thinking, oh, you know, I don't remember thinking. No, I wasn't that like was excited no. about it at all. It was more a bit like, oh, okay. Yeah. And it was quite sort of, it was quite childish humour, wasn't it? Lots of, that's the thing. I think lots yeah. of farting looking through. Yeah. I mean, nobody really was doing anything. It was very pure. No, pure old. Somebody losing a towel, if yeah. I remember. Kim Cattrall's in it, I yeah, think. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I remember, I, I think I also saw um, Black Beauty and cried Brilliant. as well. Da, 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 da. And there was a few others. Um, but yeah, the boy, f- the the, um, uh, the cat from outer space. We'll, we'll have to Google that later. Maybe uh, mine was Superman two. Oh, that's so, a good one. And maybe you saw that as well because that, that was giant. I remember just these films were giants. Weren't um, they? I remember going, and I think it was the only time we ever that I remember. But it was with my grandpa, who I think died the year later, and we went to see Back to the Future, which I loved. 85. In 80, yeah, 84, 85. And he took us, because my grandpa loved the cinema. And um, that's the only kind of one I really remember going to see Back to the Future was with him. And I remember seeing the Indiana Jones films. And then, yeah, we used to go to the pictures, used to get to go and see, I remember going to see Beetlejuice for my birthday. Well, I must have been Amazing. like 12 or something. Yeah, that's more um, eight, eight, 1988. Yeah, yeah, be 12, 13 or something. Um, and we got to go and your friend, your mum would pay for you and your friends to go to the cinema, which is quite expensive. But it was quite a cheap party, I suppose you went and watched that. And um, yeah, but it, I mean, the film was a big thing to go to because you wouldn't, oh. it would take years for you to see the film. Absolutely. That, that was, I think that was why I remember being so upset about not seeing E.T. because I was like, mm. oh, now I'm never going to see it. All my friends have seen it. I collected ah. the stickers in the sticker album. <gasps> oh no, that's even more tragic. And uh, I can't even, And but I remember seeing the, like I said, the dodgy uh, video from the man, you know, that brought in the massive suitcase and uh, and E.T., it's quite dark, isn't it? There's some, there's some scenes mm. and I, I vaguely remember the video being more dark. And, you know, yeah, so, uh, and the TV was a bit bit fuzzy, yeah, fuzzy so quality. It wasn't the best, uh, but I still loved it. Still, yeah, still a great film. But it would take it. It would take a long time as well, but to come to come from the cinema to exactly. uh, even the early days of home video, like yeah. blockbusters of eighties. But, but I remember uh, Superman two. It was maybe it wasn't the first film I saw at the cinema, but definitely one the of the, members, one, the first yeah. one I remember. And I remember it also because we saw Superman two, brilliant, brilliant film, and then we went home and it was. I think maybe it was around the time where we got a video recorder for the first time. So we went to the video shop and got Superman 1, you know, and, and watched... Ah, yeah. the original. Yeah, it was, it was like that, I think. Yeah. I think I must have seen Superman at the um, the cinema. And also, you know, things like... I don't remember seeing the Goonies particularly. But my mum wasn't... My mum, I think, when she was younger, really liked the cinema, but when she was old, she wasn't that bothered. So a bit of a gap between yeah. when we were little and had to take yeah. us to, to then yeah. going to see it. Because I don't remember going to the pictures when small, small, yeah. that often. No, no. But it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. You know, kids, they don't concentrate for long in a you know, in a, in a film with young kids, so it makes sense, uh, yeah. you know, to, not to. But uh, one thing's for sure, I'm going to watch uh, Cat from Outer Space. 
Uh, yeah, I, I, I wish I had my phone, but obviously we don't have it for sound purposes because I just want to Google it to make sure we remember it. But I, I remember, the, 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 I'm definitely sure the collar... When, when you said the collar, that rang, yeah, that rang and it's a colourful. And I think it, like um, he's like a Siamese cat. Was he called Kiefer? No. Oh, I think he, I, I've got an idea he's called Jason, but I might have made that up. All right, we're going to look it up. Yeah. Guys, it's going to be a follow-up. Okay, follow-up, follow-up okay, action. okay, okay. Um, so... Uh, what else have we got here? The whole plot of it as well. Cause I'm assuming it's about a cat from outer space, but what actually happens in it, I can't I'm really, really... I'm really surprised that uh, I'm not... It's not on my radar, because uh, I'm surprised at myself. Uh... Yeah, it's, it sounds perfect. You love cats and you love sky... Anyway, or maybe I've made... The... It was all no, a dream. No, no, no. One, one of real. our favourite childhood films uh, was called... Now, you might not know this, because it's, it's, it's also... A little bit obscure. Well, it might not be obscure. Uh, it was called Oh Heavenly Dog. And uh, it was with Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase was the voice of the dog. And uh, right at the beginning of the film, it's a murder mystery. Uh, Chevy Chase uh, gets shot and uh, he goes to heaven and he comes back to solve the mystery of who murdered him as a dog. Yeah. So oh, the plot's... I think the... I've seen it, but it, I mean, yeah. we're talking. It's obscure. I love a Ch- Chevy Chase was everywhere. Oh, at one he was point. the biggest. Th- I but, love but, him. But, but in... Check out this film. Check out this film. Right, Chevy Chase starred. Right, co-starring Jane Seymour. <gasps> right, hold the line. Right, co-starring Omar Sharif. Shush. The soundtrack: Paul McCartney, <laughs> Elton John. No, come on. I mean. But I think that in the early 80s, that was just the kind of deal, wasn't it? That all those kind of incredible people would be in humdrum. Humdrum, yeah. I mean, because Chevy Chase had a big contract, didn't he? He was Because he was was kind of just... Bill Murray took over, didn't he? You're right. It was that kind of Saturday Night Live American. And they all... It was um, Chevy Chase and what's-his-face, John Belushi, and then it kind of became Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, Dan Aykroyd. But yeah, I remember the one... What's the one with it? Is it a wombat or something where it's always chewing up No, you're thinking of Caddyshack. Caddyshack. With the uh, ground... Is it a groundhog? Is it a groundhog or something? Yeah, or And then it was Groundhog Day. (laughs) Viva. It's a Viva, yeah, Caddyshack, and <laughs> Bill Murray is the crazy guy. Yeah, crazy, crazy yeah, gunkeeper. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. But Chevy Chase, I think people forget, he was missed, He was number one Huge. film star. I mean, I, I mean, we were talking about this. I was writing a road trip blog a couple of weeks ago, and um, I was writing about National Lampoon's um, The First Vacation, which is oh, around vacation. to... Is it Wally World, isn't it? Wally World. Wally World. And then, but my favourite is the um, Christmas one, where they end up in like, Germany I and stuff. I saw that you yeah. wrote this, and, and I thought to myself, that's funny, because the first one, Vacation, brilliant, right? The second one, European Vacation, Love it. lovely. But, and then just, but after that, no. it's a bit like the police, like the police academy, police academy stuff. You yeah. watch one, two, and three, but after that, let um, it go. Yeah, mission to Moscow again. It's, <laughs> it's maybe an hour and a half of my life. I can never get back. It was so bad, though. It was gripping. Well, I, I definitely gave up. Uh, police academies after three, I'm sure. <laughs> but uh, all right, cats, uh, cat from cats, outer space. Cats, right. that, that's uh, that's we come back to it. And was that was the big questions? I look, my favourite. Oh, my favorite. that was big question. I mean, we really covered some ground there with big questions. I uh, it was interesting. Yeah, yeah. We didn't even do them all, but I'm gonna. We'll we'll come back to them. Have we got so. another one further along where we do small questions? Uh, yes. How's that gonna work? I can't wait. Okay, interesting. <laughs> Sugar, coffee, every morning, every morning, 
flat white. Sugar, flat white. Coffee, coffee. Sugar, flat white. Sugar. Vanilla latte. Two four espressos a day. Sugar, sugar. Every morning. Coffee. Every morning, vanilla latte. Three or four espressos a day. Brown water. Vending machine. Vending machine. Brown water. Sugar, sugar. Every morning. Flat white coffee, two or four espressos a day. I'm not sure how strong it is. Coffee, sugar. Every morning, two or four espressos a day. Vanilla latte, vanilla latte. Every morning, two or four espressos a day. I'm not sure how strong it is. Stood in that queue and the shouting names. Flat white, flat white. Brown water. Sugar. Sugar, sugar. Sugar, sugar. Vanilla latte. Flat white. Three or four espressos a day. Stood in that queue and the shouting names. Vending machine. Coffee. Sugar. So drama karma is yeah. where uh, we've written a, a scene. We've... It's like it's like a sitcom. We've we created a situation and a scene. we've tried to. <laughs> I know actually we don't call it a com because it might not be that funny. But um, some of our uh, inspirations we've been taking for now is from nineteen sort of seventies, sixties classics. Drama, drama, karma, 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 Emerald and Moonstone, Part Eight. What time is it, Moonstone? Feels like days we've been sitting in this cafe. Time, Emerald. Time is an illusion, an abstract construct. Time is like the wind, the galaxy, the mysterious embers of the nebula flame. Yeah, but what time is it? <sighs> Half past three. It can't be. Em, come on, dear. You know better than that. We're in a loop. Ugh, this damn loop. Why can't we be stuck in a roller coaster or the rings of Saturn, the Gumball Jack Nebula? In an Aldi would have been fine, but here, in crappy old Cafe Uranus, ugh, with the last dregs of coffee. And for how long? Fraternity, I tell you. Hmm? And you, just sitting there, at the end of the world, trying to finish your book on... on... Ice skating? <laughs> oh, that just sums you up. Did you know that the people of Ringus 7 can ice skate by the power of thought? Wait, how I marvel at their ingenuity, their quest to always push themselves further, their triple axles, the pirouettes. It's just wonderful. Moonstone, you're really starting to bore me. 
And this is just the beginning. Stuck here. How, I mean, how long did Rubierio banish us here for? Half a millennia, did he say? Ems, look, we're going to be here for a long while. It's better to admit it to yourself and just get on with it. We're here, stuck in this prison, this cafe, bound by its boundaries. Just you and me and the waiter and whatever contents are in this room. This is the fifth time I'm reading this ice skating book, but I'm pretending it's the first. It's our only way out of this. Oh my god. Bloody time loops. They just don't get any easier. Yep, just don't use your special time reversing power and we'll get through this. We can do it. Just don't take time back, okay? Take time back? And make our sentence of eternity longer? (laughs) Why would I do that? Well, this book by Phoebe Rince, I've read five times here in this cafe. But if you took time back, then I would never have read it and I could start to enjoy it all over again. Amazing. Here we are, stuck forever in a floating cafe in space. No escape. Drifting forever at the mercy of eternity. And you, you just try and make the best of things, don't you? Incredible. Coffee? Yeah, go on then. Two sugars mind, um, seeing as we're here forever. Uh, hmm. Anyway, ice skating book, good is it? Ah, it gets better with every read. In many ways, I've always imagined this might have been our destiny. Sitting here, the ever-expanding galaxy around us, some experimental jazz playing in the background. Yeah, but I can't hear any jazz. Ems, you've just got to use your imagination. Oh, that's it. I'm taking time back. I can't stand up in this conversation. time is it moonstone feels like days we've been sitting in this cafe time emerald time is an illusion an abstract construct time is like the wind the galaxy the mysterious embers of the alien Sluggish? Mmm. Always feeling tired? Mmm. Do you feel like you just don't have any zip in the morning? (sighs) Do you feel like you're living in a dream world and maybe one day you'll wake up and find we've all been living in the Matrix and thank God? Yes! Well, we're not. This is real life, kid. What you need is orange lozenge. What? Orange lozenge. Everything's the same, but now you see everything with an orange filter. Oh, fun. Yes. Orange lozenge is the thing you've been missing all your life. Gimme, gimme, gimme! There you go, kid. Have a free one on me. Woo! Thanks, mister! Orange lozenge's sole ingredient is sugar and some orange flavouring and colouring and may or may not induce headaches, activate speakers, mine your personal data for passwords and cause many arguments within your household. Do not ingest as part of a meal, before meals, after meals or as part of your daily intake. Orange lozenge do not make you see anything through an orange filter. If you see more orange than ordinary, see your doctor. If you cannot see your doctor, they might be wearing orange and camouflaging themselves in an orange background. Who's that over there? Hey, oh, it's AI. <laughs> uh, 
Um, but yes, I haven't seen this. I don't know what even what the topic is. All I know is you put a few things like our names into the AI bots, chatbots, isn't it? Um, story generator. Story generator. And this is the incredible... This is the output. Output. Of uh, AI. Of yeah. the of AI Is uh, Charles Dickens story. quaking in his boots or... Yes, I think certainly we're, we're challenging some of the literary greats uh, here. The short story for this week that the AI has generated um, is called Two Funny Uncles Partying to the Beat. <laughs> I, I'm, so, now, again, memory slightly fuzzy, but yep. I think there was two uncles. I don't know if they were funny or not, but there were two uncles in Grey Berlin. Who were also dancing. Correct. At a party. So you're beginning already to understand that maybe this story random generator is not so random. Random after all. Because I think you might see some familiar familiar themes (laughs) from the outset. Okay. Now, I have inputted uh, the names Lars and Lena. Mm. And also Berlin I took from last uh, week. So you you will see some similarities. Straight away, my first thought is Grey Berlin was everything, like as a title. It was just... It evoked... It evoked. Uh, it could be anyway. It could be It could be a drama. It could be a love story. It could be um, a comment on the brutalist architecture. There was, there was lots of, of things to it. It opened if up it, a world of possibilities. A world of possibilities. Could you just read the title again? Yes. Two Funny Uncles Partying to the Beat. Yeah, that's less... It's, it's Very specific. It's quite specific and... Um, uh, but yeah, let's hear what beat it's not, it is. It's not two uncles party into the beat. It's two funny uncles. Two funny uncles, which which maybe suggests a more comedic route it's taking. But I, I or might, I might funny, be, weird. I might, there might be some spoilers here, but it could be that the uncles don't appear anywhere in the story. <laughs> I think they do. I think they do. I can't remember. Okay. I can't remember. I've only read it once. Uh, sorry. All right. So we will kick off. <clears throat> Lena Malkovich. Oh, exactly. I love John Malkovich. Exactly. So there you go. Lena Malkovich had always loved snooty Berlin with its thoughtless, tasteless trees. Okay. Yeah, this does sound familiar. Mm. Yeah. However, it was also a place where she felt cross. Snooty, let's just start with, snooty is a great word. It's a word that you don't hear very often because it's kind of quite an old-fashioned word, yes. isn't it? Snooty like posh or something snooty. Yes. So it's kind of... Stuck a, up. Stuck up, yeah. So it's, A, a I love the word because it just sounds nice. Snooty. Yeah, me too. Um, and also, but it's kind of, it starts to be a bit of evocative and then it's like just cross. Well, it, it reminds me of Lord Snooty from the, oh, the Beano. Oh, the Beano? Yeah. With his little top hat. Yeah, Snooty is snobbish, isn't it? Mm. So you're saying that... Uh, there's snooty Berlin, and it also made you feel... Yeah, Lena felt cross there. We would feel cross if someone's been snooty to you. It's funny because uh, if we were going to... If I was the AI, mm. <laughs> which I'm not, uh, I would have called this snooty Berlin. So we had grey Berlin last... Yeah. There would have been a nice... Uh, better it's like the sequel. They've gone here with uh, two funny uncles partying to the beat. Anyway, Lena Malkovich had always loved snooty Berlin with its thoughtless, tasteless trees. However, it was also a place where she felt cross. She was incredible, brutal, gin drinker, with ruddy arms and brunette ankles. I'm only laughing because you, that's not that? the worst description of me <laughs> that I've heard. 
Now let's just take it. Uh, let's just take it one by one here. It's, it's... She was incredible. I agree. Yeah. Brutal. All right. Could could be. Can could be, be something. Yeah, could be yeah. something. Gin drinker. Yeah. I'm with, I'm with that. Ruddy arms and but hang on. This is the this is the best bit. Brunette ankles. Her friends saw her as an adventurous, aggressive animal. That rings a bell from the last AI story, exactly. which was something to do with an aggressive animal. It, uh, ogre. Aggressive ogre. Ogre. Aggressive. Okay, they're like, yeah, okay. Once she had even saved an inexpensive injured bird that was stuck in a drain. Then, as a, as a lovely little bit at the end, that's the sort of woman she was. <laughs> Do you know what? If if that was on my gravestone, I'd be like, "That's quite nice." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds like it sounds. It makes me sound quite calm yeah. and quite quite caring. And it's interesting for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, for me, something sounds like some like you know, a bit of a pigeon, like something that you wouldn't own, like a, you know, like a parrot or a peacock would be a high end bird, expensive bird. Yep. Or a ostrich flamingo. Oh, fantastic! So I've but I've just gone and saved like a tit. You've saved an inexpensive injured bird. Yeah. That was stuck in a drain. And most people would be just like, who cares? Because it's yeah. it's inexpensive. I mean, but I've just have. been like, yeah. You've done this, you've oh, gone this the is, extra honestly, mile. This is painting me in a better light than reality. Lena walked over to the window and reflected on her quiet surroundings. Is it because it's a window that you can see through reflection or I don't know. The wind blew like chatting frogs. Oh, was it toads? Was it chatting toads last time? Ah, uh, maybe, maybe. Was it, there was maybe. A definitely a wind description yes. that made no sense. Oh, it was the, I think it was mice last time. There was something about... Oh, that was uh, it, something like rummaging mice. Yeah, or... yeah. So this time the wind sound blew like chatting frogs. Could be, could be, could be, could be. Then she saw something in the distance, or rather someone. And, oh, is Lars finally making an entrance? <laughs> it was the figure of Lars McAllister. Lars McAllister. So I've, I'm a Russian character again because it was the yeah. Russian character last time. And this is a da, Scottish da. character coming. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you got it. You got it. You mm-hmm. got it. Lars was a splendid volcano with charming arms and pointy ankles. <laughs> Sounds quite masculine on the top yes. and then a little bit more uh, yes. genteel down below. Yes. Interesting. Pointy okay, ankles. pointy ankles. I suppose, like in an awkward. Uh, sort of comic book way that you can have yeah, like very quite, pointy quite, kind of kind of like triangular yeah, yeah. But pointy ankles okay. Lena Lena gulped I'm not surprised pointy she angles. was not prepared for Lars <laughs> <laughs> I know I know right as Lena stepped outside and Lars came closer she could see the very ordinary smile on his face She's expecting more, as always. <laughs> this bit I like, right? Is speech. Look, Lena. Growled Lars. Growled. And just, just that phrase, look, Lena, sounds like something I would say. Yeah. Uh, I would say that. No, it's, it's, it's added that tiny frisson of yeah. drama or something. Like, I like hear myself a say, a... I say to someone, listen, I'll start the word with yeah, listen. Look. Yeah, I yeah. Said look. I said yeah, look. 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 Yeah, look. So look, Lena. This is, this is, the, yeah. Growled Lars. With a wild glare that reminded Lena of splendid mice. <laughs> it's not that I'm unhappy to see you. It's just that I want that phone number. You owe me 2,967 gold pieces. Wow. That's a f- I don't know where I'm going to get that gold from. Exactly. Lena looked back, even more relaxed and still fingering the ribbed caboose. 
All right. I'm hoping that's a you, not a you finish. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, let me let me let me read that again because it follows. Right, you're going to say this line of dialogue, which is it was for me was the most random bit so far. Lena looked back, even more relaxed, and still fingering the ribbed caboose. Lars, yabba dabba do, she replied. <laughs> so, if we just isolated the dialogue there, look, Lena. It's not that I'm unhappy to see you. It's just that I want that phone number. You owe me 2,967 gold pieces. Lars, yabba dabba do, she replied. <laughs> well, that could be a new catchphrase for you. Because <laughs> yeah, it's from is it Yogi Bear, yabba dabba do? Uh, no, it, uh, yes, no, yes. Is it? Uh, yeah, Yogi? Yabba dabba do. No, no, Flintstones. Flintstones. Fred Flintstone. Yabba dabba do. Um... I like the insouciance of it all. You know, that whole, yabba you owe me do. all that. And I'm yeah. like, uh, yabba dabba yeah. do. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, whatever. Whatever, Lars, with your yeah. growling and your pointy ankles. Yeah. Um, I'd, yabba yeah. dabba do. Y- yeah. Or yabba dabba don't. I don't care. It's a bit like yeah. when uh, they say in that uh, famous Isn't interview like, to, uh, <laughs> with James Brown, where they say, like, James Brown, you just got out of prison. How are you doing? <laughs> and he replies, living, living in America. America. <laughs> Yeah. But aren't you out on bail? No. It's a man's world. (laughs) Right, but James, can you answer the question? Yabba-dabba-do. Yabba-dabba-do. Oh, crikey. They looked at each other with concerned feelings, like two gloopy, gifted giraffes, hopping at a very stingy disco. They love a disco, don't they? A stingy disco. Oh, here we go. Which had flute music playing in the background and two... Funny uncles partying to the beat. So is it like, do you think if AI was a person, do you think in their back of their minds, there's always two uncles dancing in the, in a corner? Well, we've had this twice now. And I, I'm, I'm not sure if it's trying to be, um, in some ways it's inclusive because it sounds a bit like it could be a euphemism or something and it's a bit more of a kind of there's those two uncles yeah those like two wink. uncles yeah which is nice because they're in you know out in the open yep which i think is good um i just the stingy disco was it a stingy disco last time or a stingy party yeah it rings a bell was it so, so stingy what, what's happening here is that bless this story generator is wonderful and it's providing us with all kinds well, of entertainment I mean, but it's limited in its randomness. Yeah. That's what I'm getting. So there's either frogs or mice. Mm. There's either ruddy or Brunette or pointy. Yeah, yeah, ankles have come up a lot. Yes. Arms and ankles arms are the two areas. I mean, to be honest, lots of people look at each other's arms and ankles. Um, ankles, particularly Victorian times. It was quite, you know, you yeah. were supposed to yeah. you know, show your ankles. Yeah. Um, well, I'm not going to show mine anymore if they're pointy. Oh, well, mine are brunette, apparently, and I'd like to think I've shaved them. Um, anyway, we've got these two funny... We, we like these uncles, but this time they have two funny uncles. Yeah, there were the angry uncles before. Just, no, just oh, I think they were, they were dancing were to R&B, uncles? do you remember? Before oh, they're they were... R&B, not yeah. flute music. Oh, they're yeah. quite... Um, what's the word? They're quite... Good dance. I mean, better than dogs, as we've established. You can dance to dance. flute music. You can dance a stingy disco where yeah. it's clearly like one song, one flute player, you know, no bar. I mean, but still have fun. Yeah. Are they funny uncles because they're funny? Is it funny weird? Funny happy? 
I like to think of funny uncles because they're funny because they're dancing to flute music on the guitar. I like to think they're very happy because yeah. there's two funny uncles partying to the beat. So yeah. What could be more nice and wonderful? Very than... wholesome. Lena regarded Lars' charming arms and pointy ankles. I don't have the funds, she lied. <laughs> yeah, so don't, don't remember that Lars is looking for his uh, oh, 2,967 pieces. gold pieces. I don't have the funds, she lied. <laughs> she lied as well. Yeah. So she has the funds. Yeah, she oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, she's, she's, she's just not giving them up. Fair enough. Uh, Lars glared. Do you want me to destroy that ripped caboose? <laughs> Again, I'm... No, is I, it a euphemism or yeah. is it genuinely a ribbed caboose? Oh, it's incredible. <laughs> I mean, um, do I just... Well, let's see what you've got. Yabba dabba do. I'm hoping I'm answering. Yabba dabba do. <laughs> uh, Lena promptly remembered her incredible and brutal values. Actually... I do have the funds, she admitted. She reached into her pockets. Here's what I owe you. Lars looked healthy. His wallet blushing like a resonant, raspy ruler. Yes. Are we sure this is not so... so, so... <laughs> you're you're <laughs> thinking mean, metaphor, aren't yeah, you? Well, yeah, I'm also thinking a little bit. It's starting to sound a bit filthy, doesn't wallet, it? Wallet. Raspy uh, ruler. Blushing. Yeah, raspy. Ruler, oh yeah, big yeah, stick. Big st- yeah, big stick. Yeah, disappointing. But uh, we're coming to the right to the end. Oh, uh, then Lens came inside for a nice drink of gin. The end. The end. It's nice to go out on a gin. Yeah, that's what I thought. Lovely. That's lovely. Lena, you started off. I mean, um, I think I think the uncles are a bit of a red herring. I'll be honest. From the fact that... but how did how did the uncles get to be the title? The title when all they did when they only had one mention of it. In this random disco, where you and me had this confrontation about the gold pieces, yeah, you think it'd be like you know tracking down the funds or um, or you know Goldfinger or something, you know um, Attack on Fort Knox, um, I, I the like, uh, the ribbed caboose. Yeah, but I like I like that you and me like uh, we're obviously we know each other. We've there's a business transaction gone wrong. Yeah, I imagine, um, and I'm like, come on, give me the give me the money. You're like, no, no, I won't. But then, you know, we're in the disco, there's the uncles. So we're in a friendly environment. Mm. And I, you know, as I say, I've looked inside myself and realised that I'm, I've lied. Yeah. And it's time to hand over the loot. Yeah. Um. Wow. But I suppose the the, the the highlight is really where you say, Lars, yabba dabba do. Technology is made human life better progressively but then there's now a toll a slight toll on on non-human life and trees and things like that to wrap round to where we started from um which i think is is a shame and uh, is, is the theme of this episode trees it's, yeah, trees, has come trees up a lot. leaves because I, I, life I, uh, wisdom because trees always mm. thought of as a wise and, very and cats and dogs we've spoken about cats and dogs. as well yeah or we could just go and call this episode yabba dabba do no i was gonna say <laughs> dabba do i think that's I think, I think you called it i think this one's called <laughs> episode yabba. two yabba dabba do ah, it's, it's, it's poetry <laughs> I was going to go with, why don't we just call it Two Funny Uncles Dancing to the Beat? That seems like a popular I think title. I think that's the subtitle. Yeah. Um, and I think it's been used before. Yabba dabba do, Two Uncles Dance, Two Funny Uncles Dancing to the Beat. We got it.
Thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. If you want to give us some feedback, find us on Twitter at Rhubarbism, on Facebook or Insta at Rhubarbism Pod, or email rhubarbism at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you.